Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Beautiful move to the net. Great shot, score! And Edmonton completes a dramatic comeback! Riley takes the step, settles into the pocket. He's got some time. Now he's going deep, looking down the sidelines. Oh, what a catch! And that's going to be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell Walker. An absolute bomb! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. We will start with a look at the NHL scoreboard after the first period. Ducks lead the Panthers 1-0. Blues and Red Wings are scoreless. And in the first period, the Sharks and Maple Leafs are tied 1-1. Austin Matthews back in action for Toronto. He picked up an assist on a power play goal by John Tavares. Later on tonight, the Stars play the Flames. Dallas coming off the 1-0 overtime loss here in Edmonton last night, and the Penguins will face the Colorado Avalanche. The Edmonton Oilers off today. They will play the Kings tomorrow. 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. Our coverage will begin with the face-off show at 5.30. At Rogers Place tonight, the Edmonton Oil Kings take on the 24-1 Prince Albert Raiders. Yes, the Raiders, 25 games, 24 wins so far this WHL season. We will have the Raiders general manager, Curtis Hunt, on the show in the next half hour. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Ched. You can participate in the show by texting 630-630 or by calling 780-496-0063. We are four games into Ken Hitchcock being the head coach of your Oilers. The team is 2-1-1. They have scored just eight times in those four games. Uh, they have been scored on ten times, two of those into an empty net by the Los Angeles Kings. So the goals against have come down. The goals for have definitely not gone up. Now, I would say the goals against coming down is not solely on Ken Hitchcock. I think you got to credit Miko Koskinen as being a big part of that, and I would not say that the goals for coming down is necessarily because of Ken Hitchcock, as we've talked about ad nauseum about the Oilers. They're a team with uh, not a lot of depth scoring, and if it's not Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, or Dreisaitl, and I suppose you got to throw Chase on in there as well, generating offense, there generally isn't a lot of offense with the Edmonton Oilers. But it has been very interesting listening to Ken Hitchcock in his uh, in his interviews over the past week as Oilers head coach. Uh, yesterday was the first time I took in one of his availabilities in person. It was uh, for after the morning skate, getting ready for the Oilers and the Stars. And I, it has really struck me how everything Hitchcock is saying publicly Almost everything. There's been very little critical or uh, addressing shortcomings on the team. And, you know, everybody we've we've talked to in the hockey world, and obviously we have the benefit of having Rob Brown on our broadcast who played for Hitchcock, 
uh, in junior and a couple times in, in pro. We had Daryl Sador on the show last week, played for Hitch in Dallas. Kelly Rudy talked about some of his experiences with, with Hitchcock uh, as a broadcaster. And and the word is, you know, Hitch is is direct. He will confront players. He will push them. And and there's also, you know, he's he can be kind of manipulative. Basically, is what a lot of people could say. He, you know, he studies leadership. He studies military generals. He studies how to get through to people. And I, I think this is a man who is extremely cognizant of the message he's delivering in public. Uh, he certainly knows hockey fans in in Edmonton, uh, and uh, he knows what the passion is like. He knows what the team has, has has been through, and it just has really struck me that we got a public persona of Happy Hitch right now. I don't know if he's Happy Hitch when he goes into the dressing room and talks to the players necessarily. I don't know if he's if he's Happy Hitch behind the scenes all the time, but it seems to me when he's coming out in publicly. Uh, to speak about the team, he's being happy hitch. And I got a collection of comments he's made over the last few days that, that have stood out to me. Uh, that, that we, and I, I, here's the thing. Once we get deeper into the season, once we get to a point where there could be some critical games towards the Oilers making or not making the playoffs, and as you know, they, they are hanging around right now, quarter of the way through the season. They're three points out of the wild card. They're uh, three points out of uh, the third in the division. They do have a game or two in hand on uh, most of the teams they're chasing. So right now you look at the Oilers and say, okay, they're, they're in the mix. They're in the mix of a lot of teams who are competing for those playoff spots. So I don't know if we're going to keep seeing you know, and hearing Happy Hitch for the whole season, but we sure, in my mind, are seeing and hearing Happy Hitch a lot lately. Here's a little something from last night. I would say the thing I'm proudest of is to win, you got to get on the grind in this conference, and we're on, we got on the grind right away. And, and some days you have energy, some days you're at home. We're going to have better energy against Los Angeles because the guys get a day off tomorrow. We're going to come. This was a tough game because of the travel. But I like the fact that we're on the grind right now and we're going to get points. If we keep having that attitude, we're going to get points in a lot of nights. Look at that. He's proud of them. They're a bunch of grinders. They're tired, but doggone it, they grind it out. And they worked hard. He's not coming out there and talking about mistakes or missing opportunities. No, no, no. Happy Hitch sees this tired little plucky crew that was able to beat the Dallas Stars in overtime. I'm telling you, it's Happy Hitch. What about the goaltending Happy Hitch? Well, I think the goaltending is our strength. Both guys. I think that's the strength of the team. I mean, we obviously have couple of world-class players but to me the goaltending is the strength of the team you know if 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 one guy's going and the other guy's backing up we're more than comfortable with both but I think that's the strength of the team is both guys I mean Talbot was incredible in Los Angeles and held us in there at the start and we're getting we're getting good performances every night from both guys since I've been here anyways and I think that's going to be the strength of the team so how about that everybody what have, what have you and I been talking about with the goaltending for most of the last two months or so? That Cam Talbot needs to get back closer to the form he showed in the playoff year of two years ago. Uh, with rare exceptions, he has not been close enough to that level. And Miko Koskinen, while fully deserving of accolades for his performance in the regular season, we're still not really sure. I, I, that's 
I think the consensus on the goaltending, but not not Happy Hitch. Happy Hitch says they got that's the strength of the team. Yeah, we yeah. What did he say? Yeah, we got McDavid. We got Drysdale. They have over a point a game, but man, we got these two goaltenders. I mean, this is really interesting public messaging from the new head coach. We got a plucky team of grinders that figured out how to win a game when they only got about 80% available in the tank. We got these uh, two goaltenders that are the strength and the backbone of the team. And Happy Hitch is just thrilled to be behind the bench. So, I mean, my look, I realize I am probably talking to some people out there in, in the 14 of you listening that maybe earlier in your lives might have had Ken Hitchcock as a, as a head coach. I mean, he referenced that yesterday, that he, he knows he's uh, out there representing the Edmonton Oilers and, and there's suite holders and season ticket holders who played for him midget AAA in Sherwood Park and, and now they want their old coach to do well behind the bench of their hometown NHL team. This is, and I mean, I, I, I do think from what, and I don't know Hitch personally, like some people in the media do, who've been covering the NHL longer. But I know what's said about him, and I know what he's putting out there publicly, and I, I think this is, this is very calculated on, on his part. Don't come in publicly and, and tear the team apart. Uh, don't point out uh, the, the negatives. Don't point out the shortcomings. Make sure everything you say, most everything you say, is about the good things you see on the team. I'm sure he's going behind the scenes and probably is having the honest chats and pushing the players. But when he's coming out there publicly, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Is is Happy Hitch a real guy? Or is, or is this a, perhaps a bit of a ruse, perhaps a bit of a calculation by Hitchcock? I know what I think, and hey, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just hearing enough of it over the last week that, that it's really starting to stand out. Here's another example. This is from uh, a, a few days ago, from Sunday. So Kyle Brodziak and Zach Cassian and Milan Lucic. Yes, they have been forechecking well. Can't score. And uh, they were out on the ice late in the third period against Anaheim and gave up the game-tying goal that led to the, the disappointing overtime finish. But whenever he talks about them, He's not making a big deal about the lack of goal scoring. Well, you just want to see him rewarded because the, the line is being tremendous. I mean, the line is dominating in the boards. They're, they're, they're playing defense by him and the other team in. They're getting numerous scoring chances. You just know that if, if this is the way they're going to continue to play, you, you know you're going to get... Um, you know you're going to get goals from them. Thank God they're they're playing because they're they're really giving us they're giving us great minutes. You know they're giving us 12, 13 minutes a game, but they're really solid minutes with great possession time, lots of scoring chances. So that's a good sign. Lots of scoring chances. Wants them to be rewarded. Happy Hitch loves the third line. And, and I want to be clear. This is this is not a criticism. It's just, but it's just like every answer he's given, even when he's maybe teed up to, and you know, and there's been a couple times he's like, okay, this guy needs to do a little more. We need to we need to show him this and this. But then it's always, but he can do this, and he and he's already done this, and I and I think this is very calculated by an experienced coach 
who knows where the team is at, knows how they got beat down last year, and specifically knows the Edmonton market and maybe thinks, you know what, some fans might take their cues from who to criticize or not criticize by what I'm saying. So he's being careful not to really criticize anybody. We will get to the open line when we get back, 780-496-0063. It's Happy Wilkie on Inside Sports. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Got some ticks, uh, text to 63630. This texter from the Vegreville area says, Happy Hitch, definitely a temporary thing. If the Oilers cannot string a few wins together, he will become irritated, Hitch. Todd says the Edmonton market media and fans are the most negative in the league and that has to find its way into the players' heads. Nothing wrong with trying to bring positivity into the city and most likely into the locker room as well. Was Todd positive? Did the group believe in themselves under Todd? Clearly not. That is a text to 630-630 from Darren. Hey, and I got to say, I have, I, I have uh, no problem with what, with what Hitchcock is doing. Uh, I think, quite frankly, it, it it makes it makes a lot of sense. It's it's just uh, I've just found it very interesting how how committed uh, he has been to that. But I, I I think he's decided that if uh, a player might read or hear something about himself, and, and a lot of players don't pay attention too much attention to that, but they're they're not going to see anything from their head coach that could be construed as as negative feedback publicly. I'm sure they're getting pushed in the room and in practice, but everything else is uh, is going to be, uh, everything's cool, we're working together, here are this player's strengths, and that's what we're trying to build on. Chris from Phoenix, for two nights in a row, my goodness, you're either really bored or you just love me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm one of the, the 14 people that listen to you, so... Plus, I don't know how much of my my conversation yesterday got through because uh, for some reason my cell phone is just acting yeah, I weird. Think, I think we got it. It was it, you, you, yeah, it was a little breaking up, but I think we got the message. That's okay. I, I, I think for far too many years uh, for the Oilers uh, because we've been in this like, like perpetual rebuild where we've we've plugged in young player after young player, and a lot of them have, have essentially come here with the expectations of being coddled and essentially no repercussions for anything. I think Hitch is an old-style coach. He's got a proven track record. He's a he's a cup champion. I think every single team that he has played uh, has that, that he has coached has had winning records eventually. So I think he's he's going to be good um, to, to possibly uh, probably one of the best coaches that we've had, um, depending on what Chiarelli can do. Um, if this is the lineup that we're going to be uh, have for uh, for the rest of the season, minus a couple tweaks here at the trade deadline and and Sekera coming back, I think we're going to be in trouble. Um, he's he's probably going to get the most out of uh, out of the players as he can. Uh, we know what Connor brings. We know what Drysaitel brings. We know what Nuge brings, but we we don't we don't know what the rest of the players bring. Um, they'll have games here. They'll have spurts there. I'm really excited to see what he can do with Puyarvi and also Yamamoto. Um, also, let's throw this at you. Um, I took I ate some crow yesterday uh, on the Koskinen uh, deal, and, and I'm pleasantly surprised. But just just keep in mind, 
had we not wet the bed against Anaheim in the last 15 seconds, he he would have had two shutouts in, what, three games? And he should have probably played that Los Angeles game. And I think if had, had he played that Los Angeles game, we probably would have won. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we're on the right track. Hopefully... Hopefully uh, we keep on getting better, and, and she really just has to uh, try to uh, improve this team, and, and we can't just, uh, you know, just kind of coast. But that's all I have. Great show. Let's go, Oilers. All right, that is Chris from Phoenix checking in. Uh, I, I think fair comments. I, I'm still in will see mode about Koskinen, but, uh, I mean, he's had 10 appearances, 9 starts, and he's been pretty good. His save percentage is up to uh, 923, so that's that's above average for sure. Elvis on line two. Go ahead, Elvis. Reed, I hope you're having a great evening, and I'm sure you've got a whole whack of people listening to you. Uh, there's maybe 14 from, from, from Phoenix that are listening to you, but there's a whole lot here. I know that for, for sure. Uh, you know what? I, I've, uh, I've hesitated to call in for the last little while because I've just been kind of dissecting this and having a look at it. Uh, uh, you know, like I, I, I get that. McClellan's a great coach, and I get that people are screaming for Shirelli's head. I get that Koskinen. Uh, I remember when uh, we signed him, everybody, that the whole market, not not just the the media folk, but everybody around was like, oh, what has he done? This guy's he's, he's never played in the – he's terrible. He had a few games. He was horrible. Don't know what they're doing. You know what? I – I'm lost for words. All I know is there's a glimmer of hope with Hitch. Uh, he's got a proven, uh, proven uh, record as a winner. He's he he has some structure, which everybody's been saying that we haven't had here. Uh, apparently, we're getting some identity that everybody says that we we haven't had here for a long time. And I don't know. Maybe 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 uh, maybe Koskinen's like. Uh, our uh, chase on our French buddy and and on on a hot streak right now. But whatever it is, all I know is that we had a really good start to the season. We've tailed off. We've lost some games that we probably shouldn't have lost, and we won some games that people thought we wouldn't have won. So I think it's all panning out pretty good. The only thing I'd like to see, man, is I like to see I like to see uh, Talbot just like get his game back together. Like his yeah. confidence looks like shot. Reed, it looks like. I feel so bad for him because uh, he's in a contract year, and I don't know. And now people, I'm hearing things from different people that uh, he could be on the trade market. Uh, like, I, I don't understand that. But short story, Elvis. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put you back on hold because I got a break right away. Anyway, Chris and Jim are up next on the phones. Look, both goalies are are unrestricted free agents. So the traditional line of thinking is that if you're gonna lose one in the summer that are you better off trading a guy before the deadline to try to get something back? I'm sure there have been discussions about Talbot. There are always discussions about players. I, I would think it'll be closer to the deadline on February 25th uh, that uh, if if he is moved, it would that's when it would be. Uh, this texter says, could you explain, explain your reservations on uh, Koskinen? Uh, you seem to be on the fence. Please explain. Well, the, the simple thing for me is Koskinen. I'm, I'm a big believer that the best indication of future performance is past performance. I have never seen Miko Koskinen carry the load in the NHL as a starting goaltender. Nobody has. So that's why I can't say for sure that he's going to do this for 20, 30, 40 games over a full season. But absolutely, he deserves credit. So It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. 
It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Far. Uh, more open line ahead. We got Jim and Chris standing by, and we'll talk to the GM of the Prince Albert Raiders. Please support 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Visit santasanonymous.ca to find out how. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oil Kings taking on Prince Albert, 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. Oil Kings are 14-9-4. PA's 24-1. Austin Matthews has a goal now. John Tavares, the other two goals for the Leafs. They're up 3-1 on the Sharks after one. Matthews back in the lineup from the injury. Second period, Ducks and Panthers 2-2. Red Wings lead the Blues 3-1. Stars and Flames face off at 7. Penguins and Avalanche face off at 7.30. The Oilers will host the Los Angeles Kings. Tomorrow night, we'll have Kings analyst Daryl Evans on the show later on. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 780-496-0063. We have Chris on the line. Go ahead, Chris. Well, good evening, Reed. How are you tonight? Doing well. Well, I'm pretty happy about this Mr. Hitchcock guy. Uh, what came to mind immediately is there was an old philosopher way back in the 1800s, and he said, if you define a situation as real, it's real in its consequences. And I think that Hitch is kind of using that philosophy. So I'm just going to go along for the ride. I know I've been in a much better mood the last week. Okay, good. Well, that's so I'm, I'm I'm going to wait, and I hope that he defines it and that we're going to be grinders and we're going to get the points and we're going to get into the playoffs. Yeah, maybe, you know, one round. But, yeah, I just uh, I feel positive with him. He's a, an old guy that doesn't have anything to lose, and I think he's protecting the players. And, you know, at least shielding them or buffering them from the media and sometimes grumpy fans. Right. But I, I just, I feel positive with this guy, and I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Right on, Chris. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. You can also text 63630-OIL10, one of our loyal texters. He says, uh, Hitch should be happy in a situation where the GM works for him. Zero chance of being fired. If the Oilers make the playoffs, Hitch is a hero. If the Oilers miss the team, well, they don't have the talent. He's in the catbird seat in his hometown. Rod says, uh, I don't get where uh, Happy Hitch is uh, coming from. Let's be real. He's driving McDavid into the ground, and the reality is we're just not good enough. Happy Hitch can only work with what he's got. And Wade from Entwistle says, Good evening, Reed. I'm extremely happy Hitchcock is our new coach. I remember wishing back in the day when he was coaching the Dallas Stars how I wished he was coaching the Oilers at the time, especially in the playoffs. I have a good feeling he will teach this team how to play and how to win. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. That is from Wade from Entwistle. Jim calling in. Hello, Jim. Reed, I think at least, uh, at least you have 14 fans in red here. Maybe more. Okay, great. Not sure, though. <laughs> Reed, before I talk about the phantom goal, I want to talk about accountability with the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. I don't, I don't see any accountability with the GM. Uh, if you look with Todd, once he was fired, I think it was between 24 to 48 hours, he was signed by the Edmonton Oilers. He signed Lucci as soon as he could when he became a free agent, July 1st. They, I mean, this is a guy that signs players and trades players, but they're, it's easy to blame the coach. 
But really, the guy has no account of, or takes no accountability whatsoever on himself. And this is where it's wrong with this team. Is, is, I mean, this team, if you look at it on paper, is no better than it was two years ago, and that's when they went into the playoffs. No, they're not now, as deep. Goal- no, they're well. They're not as good as two years ago. They were they were better. Right. And the and two years ago, Lucic actually scored at a usual rate. Right. But I mean, this is a guy that makes all the signings and does all the work, and then he fires everybody else and then doesn't take any responsibility whatsoever. And that's what's frustrating from my point of view as a fan. Is right. No, I mean, and I I, I I I I said before McClellan got fired and after he got fired that I I still think he did a better job coaching than Shirelli did managing. Uh, yep. Now, having said that, Peter's not going to fire himself. I mean, that's ultimately up for somebody else to decide that. Yeah, well, we won't. Like I said, there's no accountability within the organization. Let's talk about the Phantom goal last night. Sure. So if I can, if I can, I can see it on my 42-inch, <laughs> and I can see it as over the line, what team or what uh, what TV are they using that they can't see it? I have no idea. The, the, uh, Jim, look, I, I, when I saw the frame-by-frame replay, I thought it was in. Was it in by a lot? Uh, I mean, it no, it wasn't. I, I mean, I, I I thought it was a goal, but yeah, it was I, over the line. I, I also know, you know, I I I try to pick my spots for getting really upset about stuff, and I'm I'm not picking this one, especially since they won the game. Uh, I, I guess the only thing I can ask you, like, if if that call went against the Oilers and it was ruled a goal, you know, would you be looking for a little bit of red paint that it might have still been touching? So I don't know, no, but I, I thought it was in. A goal is a goal. I don't care if it's for the Oilers or whoever it is. I mean, that's a, yes, we got one point, or we got two, they got one. But we should have got two and they should have got none because that one point could make a big difference at the end of the year. Although that, that's what I'm but David's at. goal was still in overtime, so it still would have been two points to one yeah. point. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, okay. Yeah, but, so, but like I said, why can't we call our own? I mean, obviously the universe in Toronto... Uh, I'm not sure what they're watching, or I mean, this is two hours. Maybe they're past their bedtime. I don't know why we can't do it here. Because Jim, man, it's two hours too late for these guys. Jim, you always make me smile. Thanks for calling in. Here, here, Reed. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24/7 furnace repair and replacement specialists. Call 7804-FAMILY or check them out furnacefamily.com online. Okay, the PA Raiders are 24 and 1. They're in Edmonton tonight to play the Oil Kings. Their general manager Curtis Hunt will join us when we get back. Please support 630Chad Santa's Anonymous. Visit santasanonymous.ca to find out how. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630Chad. All right, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. It's 644 in a, about an hour. We will have a very special guest on the show. Uh, as as you know, if you listen, we uh, you know it's a it's a sports show, but we we, we try to have some laughs, and uh, we have departed from the world of sports for guests from time to time. We've had some musicians on the show. We have we have a uh, Edmonton native uh, actor, Eric Johnson, who just was he's in Vikings. He's in this season of Vikings. I heard a commercial for Vikings earlier uh, on the show tonight. Uh, Eric Johnson comes on the show once or twice a year. So we do some other stuff from time to time to have a little fun and give you good personalities. Ed the Sock is going to be on the show in an hour. Do you remember Ed the Sock, Kellen? Oh, yeah. Ed the Sock's rocking and rolling. Ed, He's back. He's coming Ed's to Edmonton. He's going to be uh, performing, speaking, shows. whatever you call it, 
at Union Hall one week from tonight. So Ed the Sock is touring Canada, coming to Edmonton, and he will be on Inside Sports. So there you go. I uh, I don't know how it's going to go, but I think it'll be good. Canadian broadcasting icon. He is a Canadian broadcasting icon. What was the show he did? The Cheese Show? Fromage. 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 And, and then whatever the year was. Showed you cheesy stuff. Yep. All right. Well, we'll have to ask him about that. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. At Rogers Place tonight, this is going to be a fun one for the Oil Kings to see if they can knock off the Prince Albert Raiders because the Raiders have only lost one game all WHL season. It's incredible. Their general manager is Curtis Hunt. Curtis, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm great, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, it's it's good to talk to you, Curtis. And what a story your team has been through this season. Um, you know, usually in hockey, you're you're thrilled to have a, a, a six fifty or seven hundred points percentage. You guys are almost <laughs> at a thousand, and uh, you're a third of the way into the WHL season here. I mean, I'll just kind of start generally. Why do you think you've been so successful so far? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one to answer generally. Um, I I think it starts with our, our leadership group. Uh, you know, we have good hockey players. There's no question about it. We've got speed. We've got skill. We have balance in our lineup. But we have a group uh, and a core group of players in our leadership group that's played together now, um, has been at the bottom, has worked and competed, uh, really came together at the end of last season. And then we've been fortunate to add uh, some players uh, through some trades that have really complemented our group. And we play like a team every night. Uh, you know, Brett Leeson's probably the lead dog in terms of points, but in terms of how we play and our compete and our our confidence and our accountability is, is really everybody in that room every night. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Brett Leeson. 56 points in 25 games. He has also over a goal per game, 26 goals in 25 games. Uh, and, I mean, he's 19 and, 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 and didn't get drafted. I, I mean, I mean that, it seems kind of mind-boggling now. But tell us a little bit maybe about his, you know, his last season and now the, the explosion that we've seen this year. Uh, we acquired Brett from Tri-Cities. He was behind some, you know, real good hockey players and a real deep team and and uh, came in. Um, actually, we played him with uh, the same center he's playing with now, Sean Montgomery. They had some chemistry last year. Uh, you know, those guys, they come to play every night. They compete. And, and Brett had always been a guy, and there's kind of a lesson here for, for parents and young players because Brett was always a player that, that he played minor midget before playing Major Triple A, uh, minor Bantam before playing Bantam Triple A, and because of that, he got to play in all those minutes and all those situations, and and even in try, you know, was a secondary guy. Uh, I thought he had a great finish for us last year in the playoffs. I think he worked extremely hard. He trimmed up, lost some weight, got stronger throughout his core and his legs, and he came back. He's improved his skating. He's faster, and and now everything's really come together for him at 19 years old and uh you know he sure there's nights he makes it look real easy there's there's no question about that and and we're excited for him what's ahead uh in his career and certainly what's ahead for us in the next uh four months of this season you know last season curtis obviously there was a lot of power 
in, in the province of Saskatchewan with, with some of the teams that had uh, good years and obviously, you know, Swift, uh, Swift won it all and, you know, Manny did a good job with that team. And, and uh, you guys were in the playoffs. You got you got in as as a as a wild card. Did did playing in that division, facing so many of those other powerhouse Saskatchewan teams, like did that set you guys up for this year at all? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you you, you keep realizing you better ele- elevate or or you might get kicked in the teeth a little bit. Uh, I mean, was that a was that a launching pad for this year at all? Uh, absolutely. The, we had a nine-game winning streak at the end when we beat Swift Current. We'd beaten Moose Jaw. Uh, Regina was the only team we just couldn't get over the hump with, and, um, but we'd beaten Brandon uh, as well as some, some good clubs coming out of the Central. Uh, that nine-game winning streak, uh, February, uh, got us into the postseason, and then we took uh, the number one team in our league, uh, Moose Jaw Warriors, to, to seven games. And we were actually up to nothing in Game Seven, and you know they were they were a good hockey club, and and they beat us. And uh, but I think our guys sat there, and and you know they looked around and said, you know we're right there. And I think the guys need that experience to get into a series, to get into a long series, to understand you know how tough it is. It's one thing to play a different opponent every night, uh, but it's it's another to play against the same guy. Uh, every second night or every night and, and know exactly what his strengths are, exactly what his weaknesses are, and he knows the same about you, and, and then it becomes a mental game. And I think that served us real well. Um, we had one addition in the summer in Noah Gregor, a San Jose Shark prospect, and uh, other than that, our core and group was together. Uh, we added some draft picks uh, in terms of just players making our club, and from day one, we've been away to the races. Curtis Hunt joining us on Inside Sports tonight, GM of the Prince Albert Raiders in Edmonton tonight to face the Oil Kings. Of course, Raiders, huge story this season in the Western Hockey League, 24-1. and well, I was going to say to start the season. I think it's beyond that now because we're, we're pretty deep into the season. Look, you're, you're, you're enjoying that record, um, but I know you've been through this enough that uh, it's a long season there there's a there's a lot that can happen there's a lot you gotta you gotta guard against and then there's the playoffs still after that which uh, like you talked about can be a whole different animal just tell me a little bit about the team's uh, uh, the team's attitude because sometimes teams on winning streaks especially with young players they, they might get complacent or or start to to believe their own hype doesn't look like that's been a problem uh, you know how come or, or what have you been doing to to make sure that the complacency doesn't uh, doesn't start to uh, inflict the team a little bit. Well, uh, you know, you got to give full marks to to Mark Abshide, um and his staff, uh, Jeff Truitt, Dan Ginder. Those are our three main coaches, and we've got uh, skills, you know, strength. We've got a team psychologist. Uh, Hockey Ministries is involved. We've got a lot of support people, and, and I think we've got a lot of support people that direct the same message. Um, and what I think our coaching staff does a tremendous job of is, is I shouldn't give away too many secrets here, but what they do is they, they talk to our leadership group, and we've got a group of uh, six, seven, eight of them, um, and it's the players' team. And, and we slowly give ownership to the players. Uh, I think we have a room that's accountable. I think that's led by Braden Pahal, our captain, Parker Kelly, uh, one of our assistant captains, uh, Parker's been a four-year Raider. Uh, Sean Montgomery's been a five-year Raider. 
And those guys, uh, Zach Hayes has been a four-year Raider. These these guys are kind of the heart and soul of our group, and they're confident, and they've earned that. But they're humble. They keep things uh, loose. Uh, we have accountability in our room. Um, our guys are are not afraid to speak up and and uh, and make other players accountable and and be accountable themselves. And and uh, you know it all comes down to trust and 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 that sense of community. And it's. It, that to me, I would say, is the biggest the biggest thing. Guys will will and are prepared to sell out for each other. And uh, you know what? When the game's over, we reset the clock and and we get ready for the next battle. And Curtis, it served us very well. Yeah, you, you use the phrase "sense of of community." I, I want to tie that into the Raiders' connection to PA. I love some of the stories in the Western Hockey League with the smaller cities, the smaller communities. Whether you want to look at you know a Red Deer here in in Alberta, uh, you know places like Swift Current, PA in, in Saskatchewan. Can you can you give us a sense here for people listening in Edmonton and Northern Alberta about the Raiders? in Prince Albert, the, the connection to the community and, and maybe how the fans are enjoying this season so far because I'm sure they recognize it's it's been pretty special to watch to this point. I, 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 I'll talk about that. I want we, we brought in a player last year when he got to Prince Albert and he played in one of our bigger markets and he, he came in kicking and screaming. You know, you get there, it's minus 30 in the middle of winter and the building's small and... and by the time we got to May, at the end of the year, right after the trade deadline, he left kicking and screaming. And, and what he said to us was, we're in this small community. There's 30,000 people. We've got some satellite villages around the outside. We practice in those communities. We practice outside once in a while. We go ice fishing. Um, we get to know the people in our community. We spend time at the schools. And, and everybody spends time at the schools. There's no question about that. But because... You're small, and our guys are everywhere they go. They're recognized. Uh, our, we have knowledge, a knowledgeable fan base, and uh, it's it's a sense of pride. And, and certainly this year is, is a real special year. The way we played uh, is driving people back to the rink. Um, they, uh, it's it's like having the sixth man. I, you know, I'm a Saskatchewan guy myself. They talk about the thirteenth man and. And uh, the other green team, I say, in Saskatchewan is the Riders. But um, it is. It's that, it's that core base of people know your name in town. They're not afraid to stop and talk. And it's, it makes a very, very special experience. Five minutes anywhere in town. We're close as a group. Guys spend a lot of time together both in and around the rink. And, uh, you know, that's part of that, that culture and that community. Well, a pretty special story, Curtis. Thanks for, for sharing that, giving uh, the your perspective on uh, how the team's been playing this year. I think it's going to be a fun one tonight against uh, against the Oil Kings. Obviously, they're doing uh, pretty well themselves, bouncing back from a tough year last year. So enjoy the game at Rogers Place tonight, and I hope we can talk again. Thank you very much. That is Curtis Hunt checking in, getting ready to watch his team go against the Oil Kings. Yeah, PA 24-1, incredible start to the season. The Oil Kings have been good. Eh, they've had some uh, tough streaks, but uh, more good than bad, 14-9-4. That game starts at 7, so we'll keep you updated. On uh, next Saturday, December 8th, we're going to have the 6.30 Chad Santa's Anonymous Teddy Bear Toss game when the Oil Kings take on Kamloops at Rogers Place. Caller number 3... 
will get a four-pack of tickets to that game. Caller number 3-780-496-0063. We want to send you to the 630 Ted Santa's Anonymous Teddy Bear Toss game at Rogers Place next Saturday. The LA Kings, next opponent for the Edmonton Oilers. Man, what's going on with Ilya Kovalchuk? Will Jonathan Quick be in net tomorrow? We'll get the comments from Daryl Evans from the LA Kings radio network when we get back. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. To the news, and don't forget, Ed the Sock at around 745. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.